Hi, everyone. This is Steve Johnson, and thanks for listening to the PBV Pod. I am here right now with Jill Hamilton Bunch. Jill, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and you? I'm doing well. Uh, Jill, so you are here today. You already coached uh-huh. at Castle this morning. Yep. And we it was a great experience. It was really fun being in that classroom. Fun being in a classroom. And mm-hmm. watching Crystal teach, so we'll have that those videos out soon. Uh-huh. And then you're going to go to Tevis later today. I am. So that'll be really fun. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. You have been with us uh, for about four days mm-hmm. this school year. Yep. Uh, you'll you'll come next week as well to I help will. out, and you helped out a ton this past summer. Why don't you go ahead and give some information about the things you've helped implement this year, and some of the strategies that people are using now because of all the. Uh, knowledge and wisdom you've given us so far? I think the most important thing that we've done um, starting the summer of last year to now, which is you know almost a, a calendar year now, is uh, really understanding the daily implementation of designated ELD. So that 30 minutes of language development at the kids' fluency level um, and really focusing on a language objective um, digging into our curriculum because Benchmark and SteadySync were both new um, to the district last year. So we spent some time, I think, this year, I spent the year, um, learning those curricula and really figuring out what's there and um, digging in and kind of seeing where the ELD components are, beginning to use, um, like in the case of Benchmark, beginning to use that supplemental ELD text that the kids use, um, and really becoming familiar with it. Um, We've done a lot on the ELD learning network. We've posted videos and lesson plans and um, information. Um, There are some helpful tools for lesson planning. Um, And I think we've really kept the conversation about English learners in the forefront. Um, and had a lot of conversations about opportunities for English learners, you know, what it means when you're still an English learner and you're heading to high school. Um, so I feel like what we've done is, is explore a lot and lay some groundwork. Um, what I hope for, for moving forward and for next year, now that we're familiar with the tools, now that we're familiar with um, like the construct, if you will, of ELD, um, it, it's refining practice now. It's it's saying, okay, with the systems are in place, how do we make instruction excellent within the systems that we've put into place? So we're familiar. Um, how do we actually use the tools that we have in our toolbox? So I think this year was uh, purchasing the toolbox, understanding what tools are in the toolbox, thinking about how those tools could be used, and beginning to use them. Um, and I think next year is really uh, figuring out in a very almost surgical way where we need to focus more on language um, and ways that we can improve um, our instruction for English learners. So speaking about tools, let's say there's a teacher who's listening right now mm-hmm. and he or she's saying, I'd really like to improve at teaching either designated ELD, integrated ELD, or both. Uh-huh. What are five things? And you can give more if you want. Maybe naturally yeah. other things will come out, and that's, that's fine. But at least five things that they could implement right now so that the students benefit during uh, either designated or integrated ELD. And I'm going to give you six. Ooh, um, nice. Right? A yes, bonus right one. It's going to be like a baker's dozen. Good. Um, only six, seven, six instead of five. Um, I'm going to start with uh, just a, a 
an easy, applicable, useful lesson plan, whatever that is. Um, we have a four pane that we have a video for on the ELD Learning Network. Um, it's just very simple and it has minutes for each area. It ties directly to the direct instruction lesson plan and it's just very easy to use. It's got the language objective at the top and then just, you know, input, modeling, guided practice, um, interaction for the kids, closure assessment. So it's really quick. Um, you could plan an ELD lesson in 15 minutes um, using that. So I think that the most important thing is just an easy, useful lesson plan that you can use for your planning. And if you're listening, you can locate that four pane video that Jill talked about on the May track on the ELD Learning Network. So if you go to PBB Lounge, click on the left ELD Learning Network, and then click on May 2018, the video is embedded on that page. Perfect. Um, then the second thing is an understanding that half the time in, in, your, e, in your designated ELD, 50% of the time, 15 of 30 minutes, needs to be kids interacting with other kids and using language. And, you know, the analogy, not the analogy, the example of if you want to learn French, you don't go to BC, you go to France. So um, that, that understanding, I think, is critical. And recognizing that it's actually kind of hard to do because that's half your time um, and it's just not half your time as a free-for-all but really thinking about structures that will promote interaction. I think the easiest one from Jeff Zwiers, mm -hmm. I hope you say, I said his name right, um, his book is called Academic Conversations and um, Steve and I are both fans. I like it. Yeah, we like that book a lot. Um, I love lines of communication. I think it's the easiest one to use. Um, on the ELD Learning Network, uh, there's a video of me using it at, at, with third graders at Van Horn. And then um, Crystal Angulo used it today at Castle um, in her lesson. And it's just really easy to use once you teach the kids to use it. It's just very quick. Um, it's almost like think, pair, share easy. Um, so I think that's just a critical understanding is understanding really it's use that's going to get use that's going to give you language. Um, the third thing is the language objective, understanding the difference between a literacy objective and a language objective. That language is really about here's the structure of language, the form and how it works. What's it going to sound like when kids compare and contrast? And how am I going to teach them those um, forms um, for using that language? So I think the language objective is what changes a good literacy lesson into a good language lesson. My favorite tool to use for that is um, a functions chart that is also posted in the May section of the ELD Learning Network. Um, and I also like that particular one. It comes from Lily Unified because on the left-hand side, it shows, um, for example, um, drawing a conclusion was the one we did today. And it shows the, the form, what's it going to sound like when you do it. And then it also gives you a thinking map. If you're using thinking maps in your classroom, it gives you the thinking map that you should use. So it's, it's really like almost a recipe um, and it is very helpful with the language objectives. So in benchmark or in any curriculum, you can look and see um, kind of what the literacy objective is and you can make it a language objective by thinking about what language 
do kids need to use to do this? And I'm going to use an example here. It's my favorite example. You've heard it many times, Steve. Um, when I, I taught junior high and the kids would run errands, you know, back and forth between teachers and they would come in and they would ask a question for another teacher. And so they would say, Miss um, Hamilton, Mr. Johnson said if he could borrow your overhead pen. And every time I would automatically think, this is why you're still in designated ELD because you're, they couldn't frame, Mr. Johnson asked me to ask you if he may borrow an overhead pen. And it, it, I mean, it's, I call it like parking lot assessment or, you know, hallway assessment. Um, but it was this reminder of, so we have kids compare and we have, we guide them through comparison and we're making sure that they understand the concept of compare, but it is not ELD unless we tell them, here's how to make it sound like comparison. Here's how to frame he asked me to ask you if he may. Um, they knew the content. They knew what they were asking for, and they knew they were asking me, and they knew that they were letting me know that Mr. it was Mr. Johnson's request, but they didn't have the language to frame it um, properly. And it, it, when you become an ELD teacher, you can't turn that off. You know, I hear constantly, I'm thinking, oh, okay, they need to do this, or... I, I could teach them how to do this if I showed them, you know, like scene has to have have or has in front of it. Um, just those. So we had a little technical difficulty there, Jill. You got cut off. But just to pick up where you left off, this morning mm -hmm. when we were at Castle and Crystal uh, was planning with you, and it was probably actually yesterday when she was planning with uh -huh. you after I left, when she understood the language objective for her lesson, it clicked and everything uh -huh. fell into place. Uh, could you just briefly talk about that and, and that experience for her and for you yeah. too, and then we can kind of continue on with the list? Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about this in two ways. Um, for, for Crystal, we're using a set curriculum, which is Benchmark. And Benchmark has an ELD component, as most, well, all of option two in California have an ELD component. So most districts have bought if you bought a curriculum, you probably bought the one with ELD. Um, and so in there is this embedded, like here's how to help your English learners. And those are scaffolds for helping your English learners, but they're not necessarily giving them the language that they need to uh, do the academic, to um, complete the academic tasks linguistically that we're asking them to. So what I would say is those are scaffolds to get them into the literacy, but they're not really language objectives where you say, okay, here's, here's how you compare and here's what it sounds like. When you draw a conclusion, it says because in it, because you're drawing a conclusion. So what was the aha for Crystal, and I think was the aha for me as a classroom teacher, was this realization of my ELD is not front-loading what I've already taught, and it, I mean, what I'm about to teach, and it's not backfilling the things they think they missed in my reading lesson or my writing lesson. It's showing them, here's how language works in a way that kids who are fluent don't need that instruction. No one had to tell me about past tense and present tense and future tense. I just use them, right, because I'm a native speaker of English. 
But in Spanish, I still think about those rules, especially when I've made an error. I think about, uh oh, I broke a rule. Um, one that's really hard for me in Spanish is commands, um, because in English we don't use commands. Um, so it doesn't change the verb when we use a command. We just say your name, like Steve, do this, instead of just do this. Um, so when I think of, about commands, I have to think about, okay, how do commands work? I'm considered fluent in Spanish, and I've spoken Spanish for many, many, many years. But because it is my second language, I'm always relying on those structures of language. Someone taught me that. So essentially, I got ELD in Spanish. Um, so when we do this well, that's what we're doing. We're teaching kids, um, here's what it sounds like when you do this, and, and now we're going to practice it. And this is a structure you can come back to to make sure that it's correct. Um, so I think that language objective is really, that should be, I should have said that first because that's really powerful. Because if you don't, if you're not driving your language bus to the right destination, to a, a language objective, then you're just driving around the block with no purpose. Um, the fourth thing um, is the videos that are posted in the ELD Learning Network, I think are really helpful. There are some that are instructional. There's one where we're talking about the lesson plan. But I think the one that I would most highly recommend is the one I'm not in, except for the um, commentary, which is Crystal Teaching. Because what you see in Crystal Angulo's uh, lesson, which is in the May section, is a lesson from start to finish. And it is super powerful. You know, it's 30 minutes, but that's that's how long it should be. Her pacing's just really good. And what I, um, I think what struck me the most was she never lost sight of the fact that it was a language lesson. She kept her focus on this is what it sounds like when. And it was just um, really well done. So I think that's um, my fourth. And that video will uh, probably not be posted if you're listening to this on May 10th. Thursday, May 10th, um, which is today, but hopefully within the next couple of days, we'll have that video up. Yeah, Steve's going to get right on that. Be, well, I, I need to because that, it it's was powerful. powerful. It, it was really powerful. Was. And the debrief, you might have even had a tear um, in your eye, Jill, as I, you were all discussing it. I, in fact, if you want to see me tear with up. A tear up. Yeah. Yep. I, it I, was, that's the way I'm going to market that video. Yep, Jill tears up. Jill, yeah. yeah, hashtag Jill tears up. I mean, yeah. if you can make Jill tear up, you know you're doing something wonderful. Yeah. And that happened. And it was like, it was real, it was raw, it was yeah. <laughs> um, real life. Yeah. Um, and the reason I teared up is because I'll tell you what, this can oftentimes be um, lonely work, lonely work. Um, and it, it certainly is hard work for sure. Um, but just to see, it, it was like watching a really good, violinists play the violin um, and knowing that we're all capable of that I think that's that's the side benefit so yes if you want to see me tear up tear up watch crystal crystals debrief it was a debrief of the lesson um, and then the last thing is um, my fifth and again this is a Okay, we're back. Sorry. Uh, hopefully, that's the last time today, you know, it's Jill. It like was a commercial break. It was like a that commercial was break for us. Sponsor. This segment sponsored by Jill Tears Up. Exactly. There exactly. There we go. There we go. Um, so what I was saying was, I think I've had variations of you know charts with 
sentence frames and you know levels and on and on and on and on and the the one that we posted excuse me I think is the one that's just the easiest to use and I love that it has the thinking maps on it so that's five those are our five resources um, and I'm going to give you the sixth okay. and I, this might be a Jill Tears Up moment um, and that is desire and belief um, together um, I think the best teachers of anything are the ones who really want kids to achieve and learn that. Um, I taught English as a subject and I taught ELD as a, as a discipline. Um, and both of those things I was really passionate about. I love to read. I wanted my kids to read well because I want them to love reading like I did. And I knew that they wouldn't love reading just because I did. Um, that the reason I love reading is I read well. And so I wanted them to have that same um, passion for text that I had. And I learned very quickly that just saying, this is my favorite book, didn't make it their favorite book because they couldn't access it the same way. And so I had that desire because I loved, I loved reading. And with language, I love language. I've always, even as a kid, I loved listening to different accents and different languages and um, I started my own second language journey in eighth grade when I started learning Spanish and loved it and had such a good teacher. I only had one semester of Spanish in eighth grade but he was so good and I learned so much in that one semester and it really changed the trajectory of my life because it, it would was what made me continue with language learning. And I realized too that I was already looking at how he was teaching us language. I was already thinking like an ELD teacher um, in Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, as a, as a kid, watching him and how, like, what is he doing? Oh, he's having us play restaurant or, you know, it was very interactive. And I was already thinking about those things. So I already had that desire. Um, and then as I, which was great. But then the passion came when I realized that desire was not going to be enough. Like that, that special something, that sixth thing, and probably it should be the first thing, is I want kids to know the language well enough to vote and participate in the economy. And that's, that's my desire. My passion is figuring out how to give them the language to do that. So you Passion is great, desire is great, but the passion is figuring out how to do it. The desire is believing that they can and having, having the heart or the, the will, if you will, um, to want that for your kids. So I think that's the most important thing. Um, I feel like it's, with ELD, I can teach you anything you need to know. Um, you know, we can, we can learn what we need to know, but if, if we don't have that, um, like ELD is my hobby, I think we have to pick up that habit of mind. You know, I, I think of technology or anything that we become passionate about and, and have a desire to learn more about, it really becomes your hobby. You know, when, when I think about, like, what do I like to do in my spare time, I honestly could say, sit at Starbucks and talk about language um, because I do that. Um, or sit in my office and talk about it or sit here and talk about it with you. Um, I think that desire and that passion is really critical in, in whatever we do in teaching, but certainly in this, in this work. 
Well, Jill, thank you so much. I think you're preaching to the choir right now because everyone who's listening to this right, probably right. Uh, education is their hobby. Yes. And they saw that there's a podcast with you. So like, oh, I'm going to listen to right. that right now. I'm going to listen to that in my yeah. free time in my car. Yeah, in my car yeah. or when I am uh, put the earbuds or the AirPods in and while yeah. I'm making dinner or yeah. doing laundry or whatever. Yeah. And that's, so. that's who, um, like I realize now that that's, that's when, that's who my friends are. Right. right. That we say things like, hey, did you see on Twitter that Steve's five, you know, Fiber Friday and, and we we talk about it right. and and it's not like okay let's turn on our school selves it really is just ourselves and it really provides for a very integrated life right I'm mean, not to get too you know esoteric but um, I never feel like I'm working right. because I just enjoy the work so much so yeah I am listening to the language podcast while I'm cooking dinner you know it's yeah. it's because it's just enjoyable to me and as you said if they're listening to this they're that guy so we can be friends yeah exactly yeah. and we can they can reach out to you on Twitter they can reach out to me on Twitter and they can uh, meet me at Starbucks which I will also do oh nice the edu coffee meet up for language maybe we need to start that I think that'd be great I think I mean there's the yeah, there's the coffee edu for technology maybe okay. some type of talk for ELD oh stop it mm. that was we just hatched an idea yeah. on this podcast coffee ELD and I feel really proud of us yeah, yeah. So, okay we'll that's talk coming about next. this yeah that, that's that's episode uh, episode 100 yeah coming soon coming to soon. a podcast catcher uh, near you <laughs> so we are going to go to Tevis now uh-huh. and you're probably going to be doing some some work there yeah. uh, doing a little bit of teaching coaching magic. and all that loving uh, on the 14 year olds but it's been a pleasure working with you this year thank you for all the resources you've given our district and thank anyone you. else that wants to access the ELD learning network yeah. And it's been a pleasure talking to you right now. And thank you for having me. And um, Panama, you're doing good work. And it's been a pleasure to be here with you at teaching faculty and the kids and leadership. It's been a pleasure to be in the district.